Hi, and welcome to BJGP Interviews. My name is Nada Khan, and I'm one of the associate editors of the BJGP. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to this podcast. In today's episode, we talk to Dr. Vicki Welsh and Dr. Claire Burton, who are both GPs and lecturers in primary care at the Centre for Musculoskeletal Health Research at Keele University. We're going to discuss the paper that they have published alongside their colleagues titled Trends in Musculoskeletal Consultations and Prescribing, an Electronic Primary Care Record Study. So thanks, Vicky and Claire, for joining me here today to discuss the work. Um, I wonder if we could just start with you talking me through the background to this paper. What's the problem that you're trying to look at here in terms of how musculoskeletal conditions were managed and how does it relate to the COVID pandemic? So uh, Claire and I are GPs um, and early on in the pandemic we uh, found ourselves obviously like everyone else uh, in very challenging times and we noticed that um, patients seem to be presenting more frequently with uh, a lot of pain and we were finding that the only option that we had available really was painkillers, uh, analgesia and obviously uh, advising self-management uh, because we couldn't refer to physio. So we wondered whether this was a trend nationally um, and so put together a, a research project to look into that more, um, hoping that if we were able to identify this as a, a trend, then we might be able to use that research in future pandemics potentially or indeed future slimming down of services um, to show uh, how GPs behaviour has changed under such circumstances. Okay all right and this paper used the clinical practice research data link or the CPRD which many of the listeners will probably be familiar with but what were the main outcomes you were looking at in, in this particular study? Um, so the outcomes for this particular part of the study were to look at the prevalence and incidence of these MSK consultations in primary care uh, and then to look at associated prescribing specifically. So we looked at the prevalence and incidence and also the proportion of patients who were presenting with MSK problems who were being prescribed these different types of analgesia. Um, and we also looked at how that changed depending on the age, gender and deprivation um, of, of the patient group. Okay, so you're looking at quite a few different things to try to explain the drivers behind um, the consultations and prescribing patterns. But talk me through some of the main results. What did you find in terms of the trends in consultations for patients with uh, MSK disorders or in your terminology, these rheumatic and musculoskeletal disorders? So we looked at data from 2017 to 2021. Uh, so then we could measure the trends in consultations uh, and we found that during that first lockdown period around March 2020, um, both incidence and prevalence of MSK-related consultations dropped um, a lot. And then once things started to open up again, they started to increase. And then we saw a slight dip again with the second lockdown, though not quite as dramatic, towards the end of 2020. Um, and then those trends also followed in the incidence and prevalence of prescription data. Uh, but the most interesting thing from this is that although the 
prevalence and incidence of consultations and prescribing of analgesics dropped, the proportion of consultations for musculoskeletal conditions, uh, which resulted in a prescription for analgesia, rose um, during those lockdown periods. So talk me through that. That that is a really interesting finding. Um, And how do you explain that? How do you explain that almost not discrepancy, but sort of unexpected finding in, in the data? It probably isn't surprising because, as we've mentioned, there were no were real options. So everything had gone to telephone first. We were using triage um, to see face to face. And there were very few options available to refer patients to. So it, it may be that it was one of the only things that we could do to help patients at the time during those those first few months of lockdown where there was great uncertainty and um, you know we weren't able to refer or refer to, to colleagues in physiotherapy for example but also patients experience of pain may have been very different as well so we've done quite a lot of PPI work um, and our PPI group mentioned that you know that they weren't moving around so much you know people were restricted to uh, an, an hour's exercise a day which I think we kind of forget now and people were working at home and were far less physically active so I think there were probably accumulation of factors that meant that um, analgesia was was used more and prescribed more uh, and it wasn't just that it was prescribed more but it was prescribed at higher strengths as well so when we look at the different groups of opioids it was some of the stronger opioids that were being prescribed more frequently. Just as a general point, I wonder if you were surprised by the use of strong opioids for these sorts of disorders, given that maybe some of the recommendations around use of strong opioids tend to move away from their use in in these sorts of disorders. But just uh, would be interested to hear your thoughts around that. I think that the guidelines, certainly for chronic pain, are quite clear, aren't they, that we should be uh, using non-pharmacological methods first for pain management uh, but but I don't think we were particularly surprised really uh, about the strengths of opioids prescribed and the gabapentinoids uh, because th- there were there were no other options so it's not ideal I guess but but it's just what what GPs felt they had to do and were responding to the needs of their patients who were coming in pain and you report in this paper some findings relating to deprivation and prescribing for analgesia. Did you find any differences between deprived populations and those in less deprived areas in terms of prescribing behaviours? Yes, I think it's already been well identified that patients from low of higher deprivation um, generally are prescribed higher levels of opioids and stronger opioids and that's something that we saw in our prescribing trends too. Um, I think what's important to say is that those trends um, did fall in line with the lockdown periods but they did also begin to revert back to um, the underlying trends which were all in the um, declining direction. So it was a short-term COVID-related increase uh, so, and it wasn't maintained. We did see a return to those uh, prescribing levels from the pre-COVID trends, which I think is really reassuring. So it does seem to be a you know, short-term blip, if you like. Any other key findings that you'd like to highlight coming out of this analysis? One of the points that our patient and public involvement uh, work highlighted was that the stress that everybody was living under during these lockdown periods and how that might impact on the experience of pain 
as well. So in addition to the change in exercise and working habits, um, the additional psychological stress and distress of living under lockdown and changing routines and things, um, the group felt that that might have impacted upon the presentation of pain as well. And you touched upon it, Vicky, at uh, the start of our chat, but I wonder if you could talk through what you felt were the take-home messages here for people working in primary care and how we can take these results forward for any future pandemic planning. So I think first and foremost, uh, our study has shown that GPs have responded to their patients in need and pain. And as lockdown eased, trends started to return to normal. Um, in terms of what this means for our practice, I guess it highlights the holistic nature of people presenting in pain with musculoskeletal conditions and uh, just to you know ensure multidisciplinary approach and non-pharmacological uh, methods. But I think more broadly in terms of commissioning, um, I think it's important to understand if restrictions are placed upon service provision, be that in a pandemic or uh, be that due to NHS funding challenges, that uh, GP behaviour is likely to change to, so that they can still continue to support their patients throughout these difficult situations, really. Anything you'd like to add, Claire, to that at all? I think one thing that has come out of, um, you know, all these experiences that we've had through you know, helping patients manage their pain through the pandemic is that there are lots of new resources coming through. So a real emphasis on on self-care, self-management mm-hmm. and using, um, you know, digital means to enable patients to take control over their mm-hmm. sort of recovery. Um, so I think there'll be some sort of useful outputs from what we've experienced, you know, both as, as patients and care providers uh, that will hopefully stand us in sort of better stead um, if anything was to happen, again, whether that be resource limitation or you know, further pandemic type care that we'd need to provide. So hopefully we'll have more tools in our kits if it was to happen again. Well, I think that's been a really interesting summary of this research project, really fascinating to look at the trends of these consultations. And for anyone looking at the paper, it is actually remarkably dramatic when you look at the graphs and you see the falls in different um, consultation and uh, prescribing rates. So really fascinating work to be uh, highlighting in the journal. So thank you both for your time here today. Thank you, Catherine. And thank you all very much for your time and for listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research article can be found on bjgp.org and the show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. And Claire has also highlighted some additional work that their team has done looking at referrals for MSK conditions during COVID. It's been really fascinating to look back now to see what happened during the pandemic and take some lessons forward on for future planning. Thank you again for your time and bye.